I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. If I keep doing it like this, then I'm not going to be able to reach my goal of keeping the intro short on this one. Uh, my guest in this episode is Stephanie Weber. Um, she's incredibly smart. It's awesome. I, I, I learned that. I mean, I already knew that, but I think that becomes apparent. So she was really, really fun to talk to. She had some really cool things to say about playwriting. She's a published playwright. And uh, she wanted to get a little bit more into uh, her own Cuban culture and background. Um, her mother is Cuban. Um, and she and that kind of ends up in her plays a lot, and which we mention. Um, but I wanted to lament that we didn't get to go into it any more in depth. But she was just super interesting. And I I got really chatty at the top and didn't stay on topic as much as I usually try to. But I think it's still a really awesome conversation. I am I hate that I'm trying to justify it before it even starts. What an idiot. Me. I'm, I'm the idiot. That's my burden in life. But we all have a burden. We all have a cross to bear. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Uh, Stephanie really inspired me and, uh, and, you know, just one more person to prove time and time again that if you want to get better at writing or anything really, but specifically writing, then write all the time. Enjoy it. Really formal. It'll be different. I've never been, uh, by myself on a podcast. Is this, oh, really? how is it recording? Is it recording? Uh, yeah, it's recording right now. Okay. I just started. Uh, yeah, I've never been by myself on a podcast. I've been with Warm Milk on a podcast oh, before. Yeah. And we were all like so awkward and Who's formal. Whose uh, podcast was it? We were on the, we were on a, uh, what's that called? Another podcast podcast. Oh yeah. And a little bit on Poor Choices. Another podcast was Joe Feldman's. Joe and Micah. Yeah, I really yeah. liked that one. I yeah. listened to a couple of theirs and I've also listened to a couple of Poor Choices the back Both when I great. when yeah. I did have a desk job and was like all I would do like you're yeah. saying like, all I would do is listen to podcasts exactly. all day. right now I'm all about them again me too <laughs> I, I honestly I I uh, the only times I was listening to them while I was unemployed were like while I was commuting oh, okay or while I was like I don't know I listen to podcasts a lot like in the shower like you know some oh, people you like do? listen to oh, music yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that I don't know oh yeah or if I'm like getting ready something where you don't have to be watching. You can mm-hmm. just be listening. I do that, like, when I clean the house, I'll listen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, um, Bab told me that, too. I think mm-hmm. in her episode, when she was, like, That she does that, stuff. too. We're just, we're, we're just twins. <laughs> yeah. You guys are besties. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, uh, should officially introduce you. This my guest today is Stephanie Weber. Uh, she is really good friends with Megan Bab. She's all I'm good for. It was, uh, well, that was, that was your entrance into the, yeah. my podcast, Yeah, right? yeah, I listened, I listened to hers, and I was, like, Cause she, it was funny. Cause she was telling me about her mom's like backlash oh, to her podcast. Yeah, because her mom was like, <laughs> what, "Oh, because she t- talked about how she started how she drinking, started drinking when she was 15. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But that's like, right. it was so funny that her mom got mad at her for I it know. now. And uh, like, yeah, that was 10 years ago. It was a great episode. And then I was like, "Oh, all these other people I know are oh, guests." Cool. You know, so I listened to like Brennan, yeah. which was a great episode. Hers is so good. My mom yeah. just listened to that, and she sent me an email the other day. Oh, it was that's like, a really good one. Megan, what was her name? Megan? Her episode was amazing. That's I was like, that's sweet. Emails are fun. It's it's funny, because I've been mentioning in, like, every podcast that I've done for the last few weeks that, um, like, if my guest, like, apologizes for not, for not listening, listening, I'll be like, right. it's okay, my parents haven't been. <laughs> and they are trying to catch up, but I know I they're still... Know if, yeah, I think my mom, because I do a podcast with my brother. Oh, yeah. That's real goofy. I don't know. I don't know if anyone listens to it. I, I've um, seen you post about it, but I've honestly never listened I to know, it. I know. Yeah, I don't really know if anyone is listening to it. Um, 
What's but it called? It's, a, it's called The City That Talks, and okay. it's kind of like Comedy Bang Bang meets a history podcast. Uh, that and sounds great. I feel bad, because like, uh, one of the episodes recently was called The Weather Underground, and we were getting into The Weather Underground, but we don't, we just scratch the surface on topics. Uh, like, it's like, starts with, we're gonna talk about this thing that happened in Chicago history, but then like, we have a goofy guest that's a character, you know, kind of like comedy bang bang yeah, style, yeah, 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 and then yeah. like we get into that character. Oh, so uh, it's like almost—it's almost exactly. It's like the first guest where they're like, "We're gonna get so deep into right, this." Yeah, first it's guest. exactly like that. It's, like, it's we're so gonna intense. Like into we're the really weather underground. Pack Haymarket <laughs> riots. Here we go. Uh, so but with the weather underground, I posted about it, and uh, Harrison George was like. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. I can't wait to listen to this episode. I'm obsessed with the Weather Underground. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, it's you're not. You're gonna be so disappointed. I Harrison. mean, listen to it, but you won't like it yeah. as much. <laughs> I feel like I love Harrison's Facebook presence. I do too. If I may say that. He's I do. always asking yeah. like hypothetical questions and statuses, and, and he's always saying like really, really positive things. It's so great. I kind of think that that's like what everyone wants to do on Facebook. Yeah. People are like too self aware yeah. or judgmental to, to actually do it. I agree with that. Which, like, is also detrimental to what you want to do in improv because yeah. like, in improv, don't we all want to be? Which is probably why he's so good at it. Like, don't we all want to be <laughs> yeah. so like open and honest and all, all that? All I agree that good, with you. Good I time. think that's really true. I do yeah. think some of the like better improvisers are really good about stuff like that. Are really yeah. good about like asking cool questions and like posing. Like, posting cool... I mean, it sounds so fucking lame to talk about, but... Facebook's such a part of everyone's lives. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't. knock it so hard. My mom just joined Facebook. I was like, that's oh, how we know. Well. It's such a presence in our lives when my mom, who can barely <laughs> type an email or, tur- or figure out how to turn the computer on, <laughs> but, like, has to be on Facebook. My for a while. She didn't get oh, one she? until after I finished college, yeah. which is probably for the best. Sorry, Mom. That's it. Uh, I know you'll listen to this eventually, probably <laughs> months from now. Um, but uh, now she's, like, she always... It's kind of better and worse because she'll know about stuff that's going on without me, like, telling her about it. Yeah. And sometimes that just makes me feel guilty. <laughs> all these, I have all these cousins who are on it who are like, I don't know, teenagers, mm-hmm. teenager age, and recently realized that, like, my grandfather, that's on my dad's side, knew all this stuff about my life because he was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Megan and Sarah told me. Oh, And I'm like, gotcha. that makes me feel weird. And not, that like, is... all this stuff, but right, just, right, like, right. shows that I'm doing yeah. this stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, nice in some ways, but it, in some ways it's just, like, ugh. I should probably be doing this on my own. Right. Of like, I'd rather like, talk to you about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. So, but my dad, like, will find out stuff because my mom tells him. Yeah. Like, it's all these, like, chain of command things. Right. And my grandma, like, my mom talks to my grandma once a weekend, and she's always oh, telling nice. her, like, about whatever I'm doing at the time. But, like, I hardly, it's terrible, but I hardly ever talk to my grandma. But she, like, yeah, knows no, what I'm doing. I do, too. You just made me realize I don't really <laughs> Well, like, one of my, like, my grandma on my dad's side just doesn't like to talk on the phone. Like, mm. on her birthday, you will have a 30-second conversation with her. And it's always a joke. It's just, like, Babs will not, doesn't want to talk. Babs just doesn't want to talk. She's like, it's like, happy uh, birthday. Thank Babs. you. How are you? Good. Bye. Uh, is that, like, her grandma name, or is that, like... No, that's her name. That's Her name's Babs Weber. Babs? Barbara. Barbara, okay. Babs. I was like, I didn't know if that was like, you know, instead of calling her Gam Gam. You know, no, like I don't do anything. That's a, I asked because like my that. mom's dad, my dad's mom, ugh, my yeah. dad's mom is also named Barbara, and um, all of her friends call her Bobby. Oh, that's and interesting, And all the kids yeah. call her Bobby, too, like, like all it. of her kids. Uh, my, but we call her Gamby. Gamby. I don't, I don't know. I wonder where the origins of that is. Because the first time I ever heard it was in Arrested Development. I'm like, how do I Oh, Gangi. Gangi yeah, yeah. and yeah. Gam Gam and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, well, like on my mom's side, it's just like abuelas. Because, you know, my mom's oh, yeah, Cuban. Yeah, 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 uh, and then, like talking to them is weird because, like, I didn't really grow up. I guess we can talk about that a little sure. bit. We were <laughs> debating earlier, like, do you want to talk about being Cuban or want to talk about plays? It's like, well, I already brought up the Cuban stuff. But, like, yeah, growing up, like. It's okay, whichever. Yeah, um, I didn't even. Um, I got, like, embarrassed about Spanish, so I would not, I would, like, purposely not speak it. Was it your first language? Uh, no. English is my first language. Okay. Um, but, like, my mom wanted me to, you know, speak both at once, basically, and, like, would speak to me in Spanish, uh-huh. and I would get, like, embarrassed. Like, how, like, like, most kids learn That's exactly, yeah. exactly. And at first it didn't really bother me, and then, like, when I was in school it did, because I 
I grew up in New Lenox, Illinois, which is like kind of a rural town, just thirty miles south of here. Okay. Um, it near? Joliet, Illinois. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. right outside of Joliet, Illinois. Okay. Um, home of Andy Dick. Mm. And the Blues Brothers. <laughs> New Lenox is? No, Joliet. Oh, Joliet. New Lenox is home of nobody? Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not. Lancaster's uh, got like a couple people as well, my hometown. Uh, yeah. Charles Duke, he walked on the moon. Well, Lancaster. Lincoln, uh, how do you say this name? Lancaster. You say Lancaster. <laughs> Lancaster. In South Carolina. Most people do. There's some people who say Lancaster. I feel like that is what I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I think it's more commonly pronounced Lancaster. Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, it's like more southern to say Lancaster. I don't know. L- Lancaster. Lan- I can't say it the way you said it. I feel like my mom right now, English is her second language, so uh, that's how she talks. Is She's very, like, she'll say, she has no accent, because she always says, like, she came here when she was a kid, and she's like, oh, you you learn how to talk, correct? Because everyone yeah, is making yeah, yeah. fun of you, and when everyone's going, what did you say? That's really You're funny. losing that accent immediately. So. That's funny that you yeah. were kind of, like, you felt like you needed to, like, if... Yeah, she felt like she needed to lose it, and you felt like you should never get one. Or yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, and it was that just like being surrounded by all white kids. Like it was like a white white town, and everyone was like Polish or Irish. Oh yeah. And I, I'm not Polish at all. And but I remember I would just tell people I was too. Like at a certain point, like yeah, like when we start talking about like ethnicities and so many people, you know, it's a fun conversation to have. But I just like growing up, it was. I can pretty much say verbatim what everyone would say. I'd be like, I'm a quarter Polish, oh. a quarter Irish, a quarter Italian, and a quarter German. Like, everyone oh was like, those things, and they would always say it that way. Oh, and, and they everyone were probably was, like proud of yeah, being all four of them. All four. Too. So proud of all of them. And everyone was also Native American. Never what tribe. They never tell you what, what tribe. So I like, this is my own fault. So like, if they were eating like a bratwurst, <laughs> they'd be like, oh my god, I love bratwurst. It's because I'm a quarter German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be stuff like that. Like, I'm so German. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I can't. <laughs> really easy, easy because I'm part Native American. I'm part Native American. What tribe? I don't know. Mm. Um, I don't so, really believe anyone when they say that they're Native American yeah. because I'm always like, okay, everyone is. Because where I was like from, it seemed like everyone get, was. We had, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone said they were. That's I think it was really kind of funny. a lie. I don't know. There's a guy on Big Brother. Uh, I've been watching Big Brother because my friend Andy's on it. Oh, the TV show? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> and so this is the first season I've seen since I was in, like, middle school whenever it started. I've seen it, yeah. Uh, and there was this guy on who didn't last very long because he was such a jackass. Like, he was so full of himself. But he was just, like, during his introduction as, like, a house, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a house guest, um, he was like... Uh, I live on this boat in a park Cherokee. <laughs> yes. So I got all these, I got a lot of uh, tattoos to celebrate my Cherokee heritage. And he like takes his shirt off and he has like fucking eagles and like oh, feathers you, and like, you know, wolves yeah. and like blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> you name it. Like you name the stereotypical oh, Cherokee thing, Cherokee quote yeah. unquote thing. He had it. I think you just described my future husband. Uh, you had me at I live on a boat. <laughs> I just like you gotta watch it. Honestly, I mean that's the one thing that Megan and I share. Bab and I share like a love of just trash. Yeah, like, oh the yeah, 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 you guys people talking about trash. <laughs> yeah. Like we've been sending each other all these Juggalo links all week. Oh. And there was this guy I work with. I just you know started this new job and uh-huh. like. I was like, oh, he seems funny, too, like me. Uh-huh. He'll like this. We talked about R. Kelly, so he'll like this Juggalo thing. And I said to him, and he was like, what is this? Are you a Juggalo? Yeah, and he does. Now he thinks I'm a Juggalo. And, he, and I denied oh, it up and down. Because oh, I'm no. like, usually when you meet a Juggalo, that's the first thing that yeah, they yeah, say yeah. about themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're drinking Fago, and they're talking about... They're talking about their hatchet tattoos. <laughs> I have to say, also, let's share this story real fast. The first Juggalo I ever met was a Juggalette. He's a female. Um, okay. And uh, she... Which... Richard was talking to Andrew Tischer about this, and he was like, oh, I didn't know that there were two separate ones. Uh, and then I have heard that before. It's been a while, but I have heard that before. But it's so true. And then he said that he he just wants to be a clown in the Juggalo Circus, which I think is the greatest thing anyone's ever said, and that he should always be remembered for saying that. But this girl that I met, I was in like a high school baking class. And it I'm was, sorry. It was a baking class in high school. It was okay. like home ec, like okay. the equivalent of it. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And in my kitchen was this juggalette and this, like, guy who seemed like he could be a juggalo, but he wasn't really. <laughs> and it's like, they were, we were making pizza, and she was like, 
she was so gross. She had, like, greasy black hair and all these self-applied hatchet tattoos that she gave herself that were disgusting. And she'd be like, we can't put mushrooms on this, man. I'm telling you, we can't put mushrooms on it. I'm allergic. And I'm like, all right, I mean, fine, we won't. And then she's like, telling you, man, I had this bad reaction to mushrooms. I was seeing all kinds of colors. I was in the woods. (laughs) She was like, Describing a bad a trip, trip that ended in her with her being in the hospital. And oh I'm like, my god! Well, it's not the same as being allergic. And oh she's like, I don't want to risk it though. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's the first. Show I want to tell that. people that all the time. I love mushrooms. I wouldn't I be able too. to get away with yeah. it. That is so funny. That's also a thing I want to use as an excuse. Like I was in a show and I was like out of it for the opening, or we we were like rehearsing the opening before the show, and I was really out of it, and I messed up, and I'm like. Sorry, everybody, I'm on shrooms. Uh, just as a joke, and then I was like, how funny would it be? Like, what kind of a person would I be if that was if true? That true? If I just show up to my shows on shrooms. I feel like that's one of the most, like, body-mind-altering drugs. Yeah. Is it not? I, like, yeah, I've never done it. I don't think it. you'd be able to, like, function on it. It was recently described to me either. by my my neighbor, or one of my friends who lives across the street, um, was, like, telling me, I'm like, hey, what have you been up to? And he's like, great, I tried shrooms recently. Boo. And told me about this, like, crazy trip. Yeah. And, like, how existential he got during yeah. it. And I was like, like, he was talking about how he's like, you know, I knew everything was meaningless. Yeah. And, I feel like that comes up a lot. Right, exactly. Like yeah. And it was like, it wasn't an idea. He just, he like knew it was he meaningless. My which friend, is so strange. George, uh, told me he did mushrooms for the first time at Bonnaroo. And he said, he, I saw the fourth dimension. Where else would you do it? <laughs> yeah, right? And he's like, <laughs> I saw the fourth dimension. I could see that the world is round. So if something went back around the alt, like the other, if something got all the way back around the earth, then it started to like all these like that intense details. And he was saying it all like it was fact. Like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like, yeah, I saw the fourth dimension. It was so crazy, but also fascinating. <laughs> that is crazy. I feel like, where? what was the original thing that we were talking about? Because now I feel like we're going, like, so off. And I'm like, yeah, I could totally tell more about shrooms. But... Yeah, we should probably go back. Why don't you talk... Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, we went back and forth on you focusing on playwriting or, um, like, being Cuban and Cuban-type um, relations. Why don't you talk a little bit about... Um, playwriting and see if we can get the Cuban, get the Cuban in there. Get so many threads we're tying. Uh, uh, yeah. So when, like, what was the first, how did you get into playwriting? What was the instigation of this? Yeah, that's, um, cool. Yeah, I've never, like I was telling you earlier, I was like, I never really talk about this, because yeah. when I do, people get weird. Because <laughs> uh, I said this to you before uh-huh. the show. I almost said I said this to you, Mary Beth, and like, <laughs> there is an audience I'm looking at. I'm looking at your microphone. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Um, anyway, right, right. I, every I, once in a while I do, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm addressing, I try to only address the other person that I'm with, but then I'm like, oh, Stephanie, like, I refer to you as though you're sure. not Sure, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, that's me. Um, <coughs> sorry. Yeah, I, uh, I was saying this to you earlier, it's like, I, I do feel like everyone has one good play in them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm anyone... I'm glad you said that, because I was yeah. probably going to if you didn't. Yeah, anyone who's... In our community, does mm-hmm. so to, so to the point where when people say they've written a play, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's fine, cool. <laughs> I knew you could do it. Kind of feeling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then like, so 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 when people hear find that from me, you know, whether they're impressed or not is one thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, you've written seven. You know what I mean? Like that gets people a little. That's they're like, so how cool. old are you? That's so and cool. some are nominated for awards and like all this kind of bogus stuff that's like then people get like jealous or Weird. snippy yeah. uh, with me it's like very few people want want me to go on actually talk about it yeah 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 so that's, never... I had like as soon as you mentioned that in your email mm-hmm. I knew I think I knew that about you which is a thing a lot of people don't know about maybe me. not yeah, that yeah, you'd yeah. written that many right but at some point I knew mm-hmm. you'd written at least like two or something like that which is something like i don't know if anyone ever because i feel like i'm not like there are times where i'm out a lot yeah i'm like going to all these shows and doing shows and then there are times i'm definitely not yeah um and i don't know if anyone's ever going where's stephanie the answer to that question is i am diligently writing Writing? yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean it's like uh oh gotta work on this project i have to do it this month i just have to sit down and write it you know cool um i don't how i got into it is weird like i just don't I've kind of always 
I've always written. I'm like mm-hmm. one of those people that mm-hmm. like this is That's just awesome. kind of what I always I'm kind did. Of envious of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, is a lot of loneliness involved? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I fed that with television. So. Oh, you did like you feel like television raised you? A little. Yeah. I mean, I was I was close to my parents, but like honestly, like when we were together in the evenings, like when they got home from yeah. work, we all watched TV together. You know, like it wasn't. It wasn't like I was, like, a weird latchkey kid, really. I just watched a lot of TV because I just liked it. That's kind of... My brother and I would just watch movies a lot. Oh, and movies and old TV shows. Yeah. And, like, we were latchkey kids, though. But, like, uh-huh. uh, every night it was that. It was yeah. Like we'd sit down. I remember watching the Blues Brothers together and, like, Bewitched and the Monsters yeah, and all those shows cool. that I really loved. Um And we would, like, kind of... I guess we would kind of make up little plays. Like, we played this game cool. called Guys... That How was, much, what's the age difference between you and your brother? He's uh, only two years younger than me. That doesn't, it yeah. doesn't surprise me that you guys are close in age, because you seem close. Yeah, we're really close, um, which is awesome, and mm-hmm. he's, I think he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that he, he lived here for like six months, and then went back to my hometown, mm. and like, I really wish he had stuck it out, because he's I didn't think he lived in so the city, funny. but I yeah. that I didn't know he lived in the suburbs. He just like, he kind of gives zero fucks about anything. Oh, and he, like, uh, to a fault? Maybe to a Maybe. fault. I don't know. He'll probably listen to this, so. Uh, <laughs> I love you, bro. I'm sure that is amazing in a lot of ways. Right. But in he's, some ways, it's He's like, so great. You have to give at least one fuck about something. Yeah, he, and he certainly does. Like, he's so good yeah. at, like, radio programming and, I'm saying and this, sound and stuff so. like that. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sports. He We've really loves literally sports. never met. No, he's never met. Really. Uh, but uh, he, when he w- did live here, I like to tell the story of, like, he auditioned for some stuff, like, sketch shows. And he auditioned for this sketch show with a hand-drawn uh, headshot, headshot and Vin Diesel's resume. Okay. He just put Vin Diesel's movies and credits and put Mark Webber on the top. Because he was like, whatever. And he got it. He got in the show. Right, because right. everyone's like, who is this funny guy? Davide? Do you know Davide? Yeah, he, yeah. I know he hand drew a headshot once and got into the oh, show. Oh, I did that once and it did not. Because I <laughs> forgot. I forgot. It was for like... Uh, something big too, uh, and I got there and I forgot. But it was like an experimental theater, uh-huh. so I was like, I was like "Yeah, I I'm sure they would love this." And no, uh, <laughs> although who knows? That's probably not the reason why they didn't call yeah, me. Yeah, back. yeah, but, yeah. You know. it could have been something else. Right, right. You never know. I say it's the headshot. <laughs> <laughs> I was obviously great in my performance. I'm such an actress, but that's uh, going Anyone back to would yeah. be a fool to not cast me. <laughs> I am theatrically trained. <laughs> I, uh, going back to... Right, some... going back to the writing stuff. So, like, I kind of... I remember when I was little, I would, like, write all these stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I would always tell my parents that they were, like, assignments because I was embarrassed by the fact that, like, they weren't. It was oh, just that, like, no one played so with funny. me at recess, so oh. I wrote instead. Oh, my gosh. Which, like, yeah, y'all, this gets sad. Yeah. Uh, no, JK. Um, but it does. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I talked in my first episode about how I didn't have many friends when I was growing up, so... I had, like, zero. BSing. Oh, my God, I had me talking zero about how friends. none of us had friends. No one has friends, that's why everyone's here. Comedy is coping. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> right exactly. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I just didn't... So I would just write, like, all the time, and write, like, all these stories, and and I, I thought everyone did that. Like, I thought that was honestly oh. what everyone did. And, like, I got really, really bullied really bad when I was, like, uh, grades, like, four through seven. Um, you know, like, that kind of that, that kind of bullied that you would see, like, maybe on TV or whatever, yeah. where it's, like, now I'm, like, eating. Like, shoving. And- yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I'm, like, eating lunch by myself in the bathroom because Aww. if I'm out there, everyone just, like, torments me kind of thing. Um, but I, but it was really great because I wrote all the time. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I mean... Gotta get some right. right? So, like, I yeah. do feel like there's a lot of, like, comedy that people, especially, like, mm-hmm. people who work in the comedy, I was, I listened to so many podcasts that involve oh, stand-ups. Oh, sure, yeah. And like, WTF and stuff? Yeah, yeah, WTF, and, like, I'm really into, like, Pete Holmes' podcast. I talk about it on mine all oh, the time. Oh, that's not, like uh, you made it weird? I've weird. heard a few of those episodes are great. It's great, it's too long, um, but it is long. almost always talks about, like, the common threads that comedians have where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, so you probably had like an overproductive mother who loved you too much and then like you always wanted your dad's affection. I was gonna say, yeah, you know? like all girls in comedy have distant dads, I feel right. like, or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's anyway. definitely definitely a case. Uh, so yeah, I, d- I just did that all the time, and I didn't really re- think that writing was like a talent until I was like 17. Wow. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, what I do is different? You know what I mean? Like, not all of you can do this. And it was like, um, the only people that, well, when I, I would say like when I was in high school I, is when I realized like, oh, I can make friends if I'm just really funny. Oh, yeah, You know what I mean? Me like, if I just say the things that are in my uh-huh. head. Me too. Out loud, then all, and it was weird how like people that literally like made my life hell for years suddenly were. One girl actually said to me, "You are so funny. I want to be your friend." Oh and I'm like, God. "I can't forget the like, things you said to me." Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I was nice to her because my mom said you gotta be nice to everybody. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I certainly was in a biting way, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then. So when I was in high school, my I have two cousins who are my same age. They're twins, um, and we were best friends. And, like, our group of friends was kind of, like, ruled by the three of us. And really the four of us. My brother was involved, too. And, like, people would call us, like, we called ourselves La Familia, kind of, like, lovingly. Oh. And people would call us, like, that or... I guess some people that felt like we were too clicky called us the country club, like in a snide way. Yeah. Oh my god. And we, were, but we were very funny and we were very smart, so like we kind of got away with everything. That's so funny. Um, and one thing, like we were giant comedy nerds. Like yeah. we would listen to Woody Allen stand up on the way to school. Oh my god. Giant gosh. comedy nerds. But one thing that we all did together was uh, write and make movies. Yeah, we do movies, and they were like my first sketches were with my cousin. That's so cool. Yeah, and so it was around that time, and I'm just, and and it was something that for me it was like, oh, this is how I can hang out with people. If I oh, oh. well, someone's dead. Uh, sorry guys, I live on Clark Street. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, in my head I'm like, if I write a ten minute movie mm-hmm. and ask people to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's a day of hanging out. Yeah, yeah, you know what I for mean? sure. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of like what we did, and that that's was what so I would do cool. all the time. I love that. And uh, then and then it got to the point where like friends of mine would ask me to write stuff for them, ah, you know. And yes. that's kind of when I realized like, oh, this is different. Oh, this is something different. I'm the one that people are at, like they're not doing them. They're not mm-hmm. doing it themselves. They're not asking anyone else to do it for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's like what I I really loved doing that I really and when I would write with my cousin Andy and uh who works in film now so cool. like I'm really happy that in he went to film LA school or? no he's in New York he okay. like works for a distribution company and stuff cool um he's in the industry though that's cool yeah yeah uh, and that's my awesome. other cousin especially if it's teaches that drama yeah been doing for that's so yeah cool. yeah so it's all like we all kind still... of yeah cool right uh, I love that oh and they're the best and it's like it's cool because even now like my cousin that teaches drama like he likes to write, like, original plays for his kids, cool. you know? And so he'll, like, s- tell me about ideas, or uh-huh. he's sent me some like, scripts. And... Stuff up. That's yeah. so awesome. Which is cool, because that's how we all used to create stuff and together. And I love that it's all your family members, too. Right, so they'll always be there. That's the nice thing about that, is that, like, I didn't have to really make those friends. Like, I think they're there. so... Yeah, I think they're, they're already... Yeah. They had to be your friends. Uh, Forced. Uh, that's funny. My friend Stephanie and I, that I live with. Yeah, not me. That's not me. Not not, not you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We went to school together, and like... Oh, I didn't know that. I guess I didn't know how you guys knew each other. We've known each other for five years now. So she just moved to Chicago in January, but we've known each other for... Does she... She doesn't do comedy at all? Yeah, she's she's taking improv classes. Oh, cool. No, Chandy. My cat. (laughs) Champion. Uh, Stephanie's cat was batting at the mic cord, which I was silly for leaving dangling. He's just so playful. He's precious. We're friends now. (laughs) It's true. It was actually another friend of ours, Caroline, but, yeah, uh, yeah, she takes classes at Annoyance, and she's on an independent team, and she's on a One Group Mind team. Like, she's already got a lot of little, like, Irons in the Fire, but she also does a lot of straight plays. Like, she's done two oh, straight plays. Oh, cool. uh, She just finished one, so this week she's had an audition every night because she's trying to get oh, into Oh, right. That, gotta do so that cool, hustle. Man. She's fucking hustling. She's the best. Uh, but sh- it wasn't she and I. I'm glad I talked about her. But it wasn't she's she and I. Great. It was me and um, uh, my friend Caroline that I, we also went mm-hmm. to school with, who's come up to visit me before but uh, lives in Florida right now. And she was saying that, like, she thought it was interesting that uh, our group of friends from college, like the people that we were close to in the theater department and like in the improv mm-hmm. team and everything, the people that we like hung out with all the time, 
are some of the only people that are still working creatively. Yeah. And we, like, really think that it's because we, like, created this, like, community within the community. I think you're absolutely right about that. And I yeah. think there's totally something to be said about that for, like, you and your family members as exactly. well. Exactly. You guys were doing this thing together as mm-hmm. a community, and it made you all want to do it even more. And, like, absolutely. find a new community. Yeah. Which it seems like you're all doing. And really, like, everyone, I mean, anyone who was, like, an auxiliary friend of ours, too. Yeah. Like, we had this friend, Adam, who, uh was always around and he actually was like one of the first people to ask me to write something for cool. him yeah. and I remember kind of being like well no like <laughs> it was like his movie project and but uh, uh I was no. like at first I was like no you write yourself and then I'm like well I yeah. have some ideas and oh, I like pitched cool. him some stuff yeah. but he's like a musical theater actor in Chicago now you know and it's like really cool. and like he's come to me and be like I th- oh, he recently was telling me he wants to like start a like a comedy channel website kind of thing awesome. like a, funnier die kind of thing and yeah so we might start collaborating on that but that's like, awesome it, it's really exciting to be like yeah i mean all those things that we did together weren't wasted efforts yeah. you know yeah. it wasn't just like <laughs> a, cultivated at the talent. time you don't realize how mm-hmm. like formative it is and how passionate you are about it absolutely until you're forced to like decide to keep doing it i think is kind of what yeah. happened to me because i was doing it in college and i loved it which is kind of what happened with playwriting so like the thing cool. so from there it was like i went to college here um, when I was in high school, we would come up to the city on weekends and stuff uh-huh. like that, and, like, usually see bands, cool. and, like, hang out in Belmont yeah, or Wicker, Wicker Park. <laughs> yeah, we were super cool. We saw Animal Collective yeah, instead dude. of going to one of our dances. Like, okay. We were <laughs> fucking cool. I, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we, um, at one point we were, like, at the Belmont stop, and there was a Second City billboard, uh-huh. and, uh, Andy, my cousin, was like, hey, Steph, you should do this. And I'm uh, like, what is it? Uh, and he's like, you don't you tell me you don't know what Second City was is. It like, for intensive. Was it was it for just that, a, uh, it, it was just a billboard that was like, come Second see City. the main stage oh, or something cool. like that. And he's like, oh, Second City, you should do that. And our friend Michelle was like, I can't believe you don't know what that is. Like all the all the people that you guys love, because she wasn't involved. Started. She was like our fan. <laughs> like, yeah, she was great. But she's like, all the people you guys love were there. Like so we were big funny. Belushi fans yeah. and like old SNL. Yeah. Um, what. A- and so then, like, That's I read so up great. about it, and I, I read... <laughs> Champion won't be action. He's got a life story to tell. He's really good at I bet things. he'd be a great guest. <laughs> He's really good at just will playing you, with all, everything. Will you talk to me about play things? Um, whenever I come home, if I've been gone for a while, sometimes I come home and all of his toys are on my bed. So <laughs> he just like, I got these places them there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so then, like, I read up about it, and I'm like, well, I think I want to take these classes cool. and really my like idols were like Amy Sedaris yeah yeah um Stephen Colbert and Paul Dinello Strangers at Candy it was like my jam uh, seems uh, like it. and I found out yeah right <laughs> I found out that they all took classes at Annoyance so cool. I like was uh, work I saved money I was working at this insurance company that my friend Adam's dad owned um it was like cold calling people and Ugh. it was so it was so, so miserable. but again brutal. I worked with my cousins he employed all of us <laughs> together amazing <laughs> did everything together uh, so yeah so I saved money and so I went to North Park University uh-huh. so that I could uh, be in the city and take improv classes when I felt awesome. like it and North Park is like uh, Foster and Kedzie so yeah. real close there. to I yeah. went there for that uh, commercial shoot thing Oh, what was that? I saw someone post a, a picture of that. It was for a, uh, this, like, Kellogg breakfast drink. That they did doing. it at, they, they filmed it at North Park? Yeah. Oh, go Colleen Vikings. Colleen Doyle was the, uh, the lead. Oh, go Vikings. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Uh, no one knows where North Park is. The best breakfast in the city is at the restaurant across the street. Really? Trey What's Croner, it? hands Trey down. Croner. It's, it's just so good. Okay. It's so good. You're you. gonna want to go there. Uh, yeah, but I went there, which was such a weird choice, because it's such a weird school. Yeah, uh, isn't it kind <laughs> of uh, religious? Yeah, but, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought it was religious in how, like, DePaul is, like, right. Catholic. Right, right, right. You know, because I had a friend from my, I grew up Catholic. Uh-huh. I had a friend from my church who went to North Park. So I was like, well, if Pat went there, I could go there. Oh, boy. When I got there, he transferred out and didn't tell oh, me no. he was transferring. Oh, no. He told me to go to North Park. He's like, North Park's great. It's so diverse. No, it's not. It's all Everyone Scandinavian. Uh, it's a specific brand of evangelical. They're Swedish Covenant. Whoa. Um, so everyone knows each other from their church camps they attend. And, Weird. And, like, I was, like, the black sheep in every class. So it's, again, like, kind of that feeling of, 
I don't really belong here. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking about, like, being bullied earlier and even, like, yeah. being half Cuban, like, half yeah. white of, like, oh, white. I'm totally white-skinned. Um, uh, <laughs> like, half, like, Euro descent, South Side. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. really belong here or here. And then being at North Park, I'm like, I do not belong here. Um, and, uh, like, everyone thought I was a weirdo because I was, like, real opinionated. And, huh. like, I, I seemed edgy. Like, I was the edgiest thing in every, all my classes. And it's brought, you know, it's because you're smart and you, like, had your own opinion. It was, like, that's exactly it. Like, I, looking back, I think, academically, I learned way more in high school than I did in college. Wow. I graduated college in three years. I got, I got done with it. With almost two majors. I had one major and ended up having a minor. Um, yeah, it was so easy. And I all, I really almost transferred out, had it not been for this one professor who, um, I, I found out later, told, like, one of the upperclassmen, like, who's who's a great writer who I work with now, and he's, like, I'm great friends with him, uh, but he's, he was like, hey, you, you, that girl reminds me of you, and she's gonna leave if we don't do something about it, so Aww. if you could befriend her, that would be great, and so that's what ended up happening. Honestly, yeah. we did stuff like that at Furman, too, like, because it's, I, I, I related to when you were saying it was, like, Coming to comedy studies was one of the first time you'd ever met rich people. Yes, it I was. I felt the same way about Furman. <laughs> it was a forty thousand dollars a year school, but like oh. all my friends were there on school. I I was in state. Wait, where is Furman? South Carolina. Okay, okay. Uh, I've never heard of it. Uh, it's just a liberal arts college. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was from in state, so I got like so much in state scholarship. Mm-hmm. I never would have been able to go there if I hadn't. And yeah. most of my friends were like that, too, because we were either, like, poor or smart or both. Yeah. And uh, so, like, most of my friends that I was close to had scholarship, but there were so many people there who didn't have any at all. Like, their parents could afford to send them to a $40,000 right. school. Right. That's, oh, And my I was God. just like, oh, God, who are you? Like, what you is You don't have to essay? take out any loans? Yeah, like, like what you is... don't have to take out loans, <laughs> and you aren't getting scholarship. Like, that's unheard of. That so, is unheard of, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I totally, I feel you in the sense that it was, like, oh, so, because <laughs> of that, I forgot why I brought that up, because of that, people would get there, and it would be really hard for them to find people that they Was liked. it hard for you to connect to people? Uh, it didn't take me long, it, it, it basically took until I got into my first play. That's, that's what I did. I auditioned for a play, yep. and uh, my friend Sarah, who's dating the guy that... I uh, recently br- spoke about before that like had to befriend me. Befriend you, yeah, They're yeah, yeah. awesome. Cool. Uh, but we were like first day of college friends. We're like, we're both oh, theater yeah. majors, we're both friends. Cool. Uh, I remember auditioning for our first play, which was Arcadia. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Tom Stoppard. Yep. Uh, every, I was like, I hate these people. Like, I auditioned and then I walked out and I had, I was like, I need really? to, I need to go on a walk. Oh, no. Um, I do not know what I'm doing here. And I walked around campus like, in tears, just kind of like, why am I here? I don't know. And then I got called back, so I went to the callback, and I ended up getting cast. And I feel like if I didn't get cast, I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna leave. Yeah. But I got cast. I was drawn in, and um, I played Thomasina. It was so so fun. Oh, cool. it was so much fun. Cool. Uh, that's such a beautiful play. Yeah, it's uh, um, my one of my theater professors from Furman's favorite plays. It's so beautiful. Margaret. It really is. It's so intricate. Uh, and they were um, gonna try to do it, but they they weren't sure if they. They weren't sure if they had the right majors to. It's difficult. It's a difficult play. Yeah, and you have to know the accents and all that, all that BS. Yeah, it's Um, more. It's uh, (laughs) do you have to play more than one character? Like some people do play more than one character. Yeah, or you play like Thomasina, for example, goes from being like a child, like fourteen to like eighteen or something, sixteen maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't. Uh, I'm not like yeah enough with it to be able to know either. So so yeah so but the professor that directed that play is like awesome like everyone who goes to that college loves him uh-huh. his name's chad chadrick bergman he's great uh so there's only two theater professors really uh-huh. um and the and he's not the head of the department so he also doesn't teach the writing class so oh. i remember i was taking the writing class and the guy that teaches it is like real kind of outdated and did not get my stuff he hated everything oh, I turned in. And, like, I'm a machine. I'm, like, I, I'm a writing machine. Like, yeah. if you ask me to do something, I'm going to give you three of it, like, cool. in a day. You know, kind of thing. Like, that's fucking... That's what I'm saying. I didn't so know this was a thing. I, I yeah, thought everyone was I like this. So <laughs> I thought everyone was like this. So, like, we, I have all these assignments, and I'd be turning out stuff, 
and I'm and he just hated all of it. And it's like he wanted like Ooh, lifetime oh dramas, Ugh. right? Exactly. He Ugh. wanted like give me that abortion and rape, give me that like uh. women going through a hard time. And I was, he like did not like this satire that I would turn in yeah. or this witty whatever. So I was really having a hard time in that class and kind of like maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I don't understand writing at all. And it was just because he. Yeah. So I I kind of. My, the other professor, I guess, I don't remember if I told him or he just sensed it, but he, uh... He was like, let me see yeah, it or something like that. Well, he, he actually was like, you know, why don't, this summer, write me a play with nine women in it. Wow! And I'm like, okay. Cool! Uh, so I wrote it. And then I was like, you know what, I also finished his other play, and it gave me this idea for his other thing, like, do you want to see that? Cool! And he goes, actually, I want to see anything you have. I sent him four different scripts that... So I was like, this doesn't even have women in it, whatever, you know, like, sending him all this stuff. And then um, I sent him this play that ended up being the first full-length play that I um, really finished, like, full-length, you know, 90-something page- pages. Um, and I, it was, it seemed so personal to me. It yeah. was really about, yeah. like, Gosh, I, I wrote imagine. it after, like, my first heartbreak, um, my freshman, freshman year, like, first real heartbreak, and then, like, I moved out of the house also, officially, when I was, like, 19, and... I lived up here and worked at Trader Joe's and mm. was taking classes at Annoyance because I could take the Lawrence bus down the street. And cool. it was like this weird, like, what, cool. what is adulthood kind of feeling? Like, yeah. like er, forced early adulthood almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I can't imagine yeah. feeling that, like, independent <laughs> when you were in college. That's, know? yeah, I mean, I, it was very weird. It was very weird. Uh, so I wrote a play kind of that was about that and about the people that I was meeting. Um, What's it called? It's called Legitimate Geniuses. And cool. I, I sent it to him and I, said to him, you know, I don't know if you want anything to do with this, but this is just, like, the first thing I ever wrote, so I thought it'd be interesting. It's real personal and weird. And he's like, I want to direct this play. <gasps> That's awesome! Uh, and I kind of, I almost talked him out of it. I was like, I don't know, like, it's really personal oh and stuff. And he's like, That's exactly what I love about it. Like, it is. And he's like, You don't know how relatable this is to everyone. You yeah. don't know, you don't know that. And cool. I, I didn't. I was so like, So that was something that you right. didn't realize. I did You're not. Like, you did. <laughs> didn't realize that not everyone could write like that. And also, you didn't realize <laughs> everyone felt that way. Exactly. What a cool way to like come to that realization, mm-hmm. though. So he put it up at the Neo Futurist Theater. <gasps> no fucking way! My first way. play was there. That's fucking awesome! <laughs> Jesus it fuck! It was so cool. I can't even tell. I mean, I was terrified. Um, cool. Did he cast, like, were there students? or There, there were like, students in it, and then there, there were the some real people. There, yeah, no, uh, I think it was, it was mostly, because it was, like, everyone who was in it, it's a young play, so everyone was college. Oh. Um, but, like, uh, I, I mean, it was so cool to see. And he did, like, such an amazing job. That's um, so fucking cool. Yeah, and I would sit, I would stand backstage behind the audience, listen listen to yeah, all, yeah. everything. And it's so exhilarating. Like, there are these yeah. moments in it where you're like, yeah, I, I thought I knew that would work. I thought that would work. I thought yeah. that would work. Oh, it works! You know, and, like, every night just feeling things Yeah, I felt go. the only, like, oh, comparable feeling I have is from, uh... I wrote my first sketch for the Neurologs, like, a few months ago. Oh, your first sketch? First month? A few months ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'd never written sketch before. Oh, and, uh, uh, this was, like, two or three months ago. And I really was proud yeah. of it. And, like, really proud of the idea. And from day one, when I pitched it to the group, they were just like, that's fucking amazing. You have to write that. And I was like, huh, okay, uh, I can do yeah. it. I can do this. And, like, I wasn't in it. So, like, during the first show that they put it up, uh... They got Joe Gennaro and Steve Persh. Sure, yeah. So it's, like, so funny. They played both roles so perfectly, and I was so proud of it. And there were people just, like, dying in the audience. That's like, so great. One girl told me it was, like, her favorite sketch of the show, and I was just like, What a oh, good feeling. I did this. Yeah, a good feeling? yeah. Like, oh. it's totally different from the feeling that you get from performing. It is. And, like, I don't know what I like more. I think I like this more. Because, yeah, like, cool. um, I, I write for the show Just Great, uh-huh. too. I'm one of the staff writers. Um... Which was uh, a sketch show that mm-hmm. went up at Studio, at Studio B. B. And the second season's happening uh, mid in September. Awesome. Similar yeah. cast and crew. Yeah, I think it's the same cast and cool. the same writers and everything. Real excited it's about like it. It's like an SNL esque show. Yes, exactly. So it's different every week, so it's a fun challenge. I That's love a lot. it. Yeah. Um, and like, it's such a nice feeling when you like hear your jokes. Yeah. Just like. Hit. Yeah, just yeah. hit and it's really great and then when they don't you're like oh, oh ah, you know what, what happened what yeah, happened yeah. um 
so it's all good. I love, I mean, I love that so much, and it's such, the anxiety that you get before something goes up, yeah. with, with plays, I feel it more, yeah. is so much more intense than the anxiety I feel when I'm about to perform, and then, cool. like, the payoff is so great. Cool. So great. What would you say, uh, like, um, so most of your, you told me most of your plays are based in, like, personal experiences mm -hmm. in of some, some way. kind. Yeah, of some kind. Or just, like, feelings. I don't know. Cool. I mean, a lot of my plays are, like, really different. So when people say, like, what do you write? You write comedies oh. or dramas? I'm like, I don't really know, because I think that, I think I do a lot of dramedies. I mm -hmm. think that they're... They've got some heavy things happening or some heavy ideas with a lot of lot of humor. Um, Legitimate Geniuses is a comedy. It's a cool. romantic comedy. Cool. About transitions and stuff like that. And um, our generation. But it makes sense yeah, that exactly. that's something that you wrote after your first breakup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or so, your first big breakup. Right, right. Um, and that's fun. But there's a... My personal favorite play that I've written is called Bleak, and it has not been performed here. It has only been performed in one place, and it was nominated for an award. <laughs> that was that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Was if you had a favorite, my, yeah, it's it's called Bleak, and it's only been performed in Alaska. <laughs> really, I Yeah, it um, and it's like it's one of those things where when you're submitting plays, it's so weird because it's like, um. Was it, like, for a festival, or...? It, it, yeah, it was in a festival. It was called The Last Frontier So Theater it was nominated Conference. for, like, a festival mm -hmm. award? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, and it was really cool, because I couldn't go there, because I'm like, I can't yeah. make it out to Alaska. It's, it's really Alaska. expensive. Uh, you don't have to pay, like, almost $1,000. Yeah, yeah, you do. I looked it up. It was in Valdez, too, so it was, like, oh hard gosh. to get to. Um, and I called the guy. I was like, I, I can't make it, by the way. Like, I'm sorry. Um... And he's like, that's okay, but, like, we can't really award you anything then if you're not here. I'm like, that's all right. Like, being being a finalist is good enough. Yeah. And so I got off the phone with him, and then he sent me this email that was like, you know, I, I got off the phone, and my assistant asked what was happening, and I told her, and she was really bummed because she said your play was her favorite in the festival. Oh, that's uh, so of cool. Just the script, like, of reading the script. Yeah. It hadn't been performed yet. And I was so like, oh my god, get me to Alaska, that's so you know. Cool. And like that was so, that's one that like I send that out all the time, and I get no response. And so part of me was like, did, is no one reading really it? it? Yeah, yeah, cool. right. Because because you believe in it so hard. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a play that I still I believe in so hard. Cool. Um, about like isolation and um, which is probably why Alaskans Alaska, like it. Alaska, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's about like um, this this guy that works at a video store in a small midwestern town cool. in the in the dead of winter so it's like oh, dying dying amazing. business dying town everything it's only five dying people business, dying cast yeah, yeah or, so, um, town yeah dying right. town. so it's like he wow yeah. cool uh and to escape his kind of like mundane reality he has these like big big daydreams and that kind of like parody the movies that he's surrounded by cool. and then uh he has this new customer who comes in who kind of like turns his life upside down and then his real life becomes like something out of what he would have imagined. Oh, yeah, I, mean? I want to read it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I do. I love plays. Yeah? Uh, in general, yeah. I, I took a, uh, while I was at Furman, um, I, one of my theater electives was called Readings in Dramatic Literature and we read uh, like 30 plays mm -hmm. that term. We basically read a play for every class period. Uh, and it was with my favorite professor at Furman that I still, we send emails or, like, Facebook messages to one another on an almost weekly basis. That's so nice. And I've been graduating for, like, three years. He's the best. Jay Oni, shout out, pour one out. Shout out. Pour one out. He's still alive. But he's, like, he's probably why I live in Chicago. Like, he, yeah. not necessarily in the sense that he was, like, you need to keep doing this or, like, you need to move to Chicago. Just that, like, I was so inspired by him and, like, read all these plays and like dissected them not not dissected them in the sense of like why is this play good but just like disgusted and, and yeah uh, right my, he, and i took it when he was doing modern plays mm -hmm. and it was uh, incredible like yeah. they're some of the best they're still some of my favorite plays like martin we did a martin mcdonough play okay. in august sh county mm. and a lot of things that like people in the theater circles like whenever they hear it they're just like oh yeah just cream their pants yeah about. exactly we did like <laughs> Us. We did a Tom Stoppard. We did Travesties, which I wasn't crazy about. Okay, I haven't read that one. It's, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, 
it's not my favorite Stoppard. Uh, but like he had, I had already been like in a couple shows that he had directed, so we're already mm-hmm. pretty close. And then like, so he really, really like wanted me to take the class and like appreciated my opinion because there are some people who just like sit there and be like, yeah, I didn't like this play. <laughs> right, they, right. Have like no reason why. I didn't why like not? It. Don't know. So like, I think that was really <laughs> when I started to like. I'd always been into theater, but that was when I started to like appreciate playwriting and like reading plays and like because yeah. that's it should be so much of like i mean being it's, an actor it's being the a basics exactly. yeah and i yeah it, it, you're right like it should be so much of it as a performer especially if you're an actor like mm-hmm. that's why you're doing this mm-hmm. you know you're you're non-improvisers it's like you don't have any work without the play yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean work without those, those words aren't yours right. um and uh and yeah it's so like I had a conversation with Jesse Stegner recently, like a very brief one that, oh, yeah. like, she probably thinks nothing of, but I was like, what? <laughs> uh, where, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know where I was like, hey, do you ever wonder, like, wouldn't it be awesome to just live in the prairie somewhere? It's like live in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, no, not at all. And I was like, why not? And she goes, well, like, you couldn't perform. And I'm like, yeah, but you could write all the time. And she goes, but what would you write about? Oh, that's so and funny. it's weird because our answers were so different. Because yeah, yeah. in my head, I'm like, uh, everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah, and anything at all. And she's like, well, there's nothing stimulating. And what for? Yeah. You know, because it's not like you're ready for a sketch. I can see her saying that, though. Exactly. So it was so weird because then I was... It's funny. Yeah, it got me thinking, Knowing like, both of you, I can what totally am see I? That. Right, right, right. I was like, am I the person that wants to do that? Then what should I do? Oh, my yeah. God. Am I, like, a hermit who's going to write about, like, all these hypothetical things that I may or may not know <laughs> and like, experience, have experience? Right, Because right. do you feel like that's the way that you, like, write dialogue is is by mm. not necessarily, like, hearing it and being like, oh, that's a, that's a good line. Got to jot that down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just, like, something that you think someone would say or I, it goes back and forth because like legitimate geniuses was a lot of overheard conversation cool because cool. Um, there are a lot of scenes that take place on the bus so <sighs> i a lot of the bus scenes were like real lawrence things that happened stuff like that yeah lawrence the 22 a lot of it takes place on 22 because the main character is the bus driver of the of the clark bus the 22 cool. yeah i know it's pretty cool the director did such a good job with it that's why i say because in my head that's when i say it's pretty cool i'm thinking of the way it of, looked. of the production yeah, exactly. as, instead of just like the script. <laughs> yeah yeah um so, yeah, I mean, it goes it goes both ways. There are, um, certainly for Bleak, I made all, all the conversation up. I mean, you have to live in that world, which sure. is why, like, I think writing is not very attractive to most people. I think uh-huh. it's also not very attractive for a lot of women to do. Huh. Um, I read some article about, recently, about, like, the idea of manic pixie dream girls. And yeah, like that, I love, I'm fascinated oh, by that brother. concept. Uh, and this girl was saying that she was one um, for so long and how, like, the allure of it fades very fast because mm. she's also a writer and she's like, it's not attractive for men to be dating a writer because it's it's more excusable for the guy to be like, in the middle of the night, Don't fuck sorry babe, I have to get up and I have to write and I have to get out of here, I need oh, my time. Gross. And it's not as excusable for the for girl to, to be like, you know what, leave me alone right now, I really have to like hmm. sit down and get this stuff out. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, or even like, if a guy says, you know, I wrote this poem about this girl, it's sexy. And if a girl says, I wrote it's this like poem about creepy. this guy, yeah, it's like, you're a stalker. Weird. You're a That's so weirdo. true. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, or even like a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Taylor Swift, it's like, ugh, I this girl, it. she's yeah. crazy. Yeah, but like fucking John Mayer's probably written every, all of his songs <laughs> exactly. about sex he's dated. But all the girls he's dated. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly like, uh, I love this poet, one of my favorite poets is Derek Brown. Um, and he, I mean, every, all, everything he's written is about women. Huh. And, uh, it's just weird because I was like, you don't, when a girl gets up and tells a poem, I heard this poem, I can't remember the poet's name, um, but it was called like 40 Love Letters. And as oh, she's, as she's, that sounds familiar to me. As she's saying it, it's like a, it's a slam poem, you know, so she likes saying, you know, Jeremy, I, I'll always love you. And like, Scott, you were more than beer, like things like that. Yeah. Um, and at one point, yeah, cool. at one point, this guy in the audience goes, Jesus! Because, like, he realizes that there's more. <laughs> and it's like, you would never hear. Because I've heard you. the male versions of that, you know Fuck what I mean? And you. it's like, you Fuck never hear guy. anyone in the audience be like, uh, Derek Brown, Robbie Telfer, you know, Anise Mojani, I just, stop it! <laughs> I just found out who Robbie Telfer is. It's Dan Telfer's brother, right? Yeah, and he's a poet. I, I watched good. his, like... Uh, like award-winning slam poetry oh, performance, beautiful, uh, or like he won a competition, yeah. and it was like 
it was so good. It was about uh, comedians. It was about like yes, have I you think seen I've, that? I've seen him do that because I saw him when Derek Brown was in town like a year ago. Um, he was so beautiful. Uh, it's just Derek like, Brown, if you listen and hit a girl up. Remember, Derek Brown, you, you told me that I have a... We talked about we talked about plays, Derek and I did, because he said that he was going to stop. Guys are on a first name base. I wanted to, I wanted to be, and then this guy, like, totally cock-blocked me. Ugh. This guy, like, came in, who is also, like, involved with Second City, so it was, like, a, a Second City, like, teacher, like, came in and was like, I love you, uh, let's talk, like, I, I teach and writing, oh, and no. Derek was signing my book, and he was like, I felt like we shared a moment, because this guy's talking to him, and he's just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he looks at me, and then he writes, and then he gives the book to me, and it's like, you have a golden smile. Let's Aww. talk about plays, and then talk about parties. Love, Derek. Whoa! So, he's gonna be Derek, my husband. Derek! Uh, up! JK. JK, I have a boyfriend. You can't. Um, <laughs> sorry, Derek. Uh, <laughs> so, Derek, um, hit me up. You sound cool. Hit, hit up, Mary Beth. But anyway, Robbie uh, was opening for him, cool. and that was the first time I saw him, and I yeah. was like... Oh, you get comedy like his because his brother is a comedian, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. you Dan, understand I, comedy. I have Dan and Telfer's Holmes. album, one of his albums. Yeah, Dan, Dan Telfer's very really, funny. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I hate this, but I, I we we gotta wrap up. We're I was gonna an say hour. we're probably. It's, a I time. I feel like this went really fast, so I feel like there's so much more I could talk to you about. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like I always feel like that, but like I really feel like there's so much more I, I know. can unpack with you. I know. Um, but that's I think that's a cool feeling. That's a cool feeling, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, it's kind of... I think that, uh, I guess, like, I usually ask, you know, how do you think that, like, your love of, you know, what you're talking about, playwriting affects mm-hmm. your, 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 your life and your worldview, but I, I think you've, you've, you've talked yeah. about that a good bit, but if you have any other, like, specific thought to add to that, that'd be great. Um, or even how, you know, creatively, uh, obviously you've talked about that a lot too. Yeah, I just talk a lot, guys. No, I mean, uh, no, no I'm I just, just like, I think that's a good sign. I think it's, like, I think yeah. it's a sign that you were already talking about, like, the reasons that you enjoy it and the reasons yeah. that you're, like, passionate about it, so. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's, it is kind of how I approach everything. It's kind of how, it's how I make sense of things, too. Cool. It's like, oh, I have this idea why don't I have two people talk about it for a little while? Cool. You know what I mean? Oh, like God. I, uh, I had a so friend. So envious of that. I had a friend that, uh, again, I was, we're just going to end this on a sad note, everybody. Uh, no, I, a, a friend of mine from Comedy Studies uh, committed suicide in May. Mm. and uh, Sorry? Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. And I, I just, I felt so weird about it. And uh-huh. um, one way that I dealt with it was to right. end up writing. And I wrote yeah. like this, ten, this short play, this 10-minute cool. play, and then I was writing a larger piece, and I was like, well, let me insert this idea in there. You know, and it cool. was just like this Gosh, way. And I do cool. think that's how a you lot of writers, and me huh. <laughs> particularly, deal with things. It's like that's I have amazing. this idea, and i got to keep focusing on it until it's gone, and then and I have this amazing. other idea. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I think, like, this is inspiring me to want to write more. Because everyone oh, that right. I talk to is just like, if you want to get better at it, you have to do it more. And I'm like, uh, I know you're do right. it every day. I know you're right. And that's that's another, that's a thing where I mean I barely talked about that, but like I've been in relationships with creative people, mm-hmm. comedians, um, mm-hmm. pretty much only. <laughs> who um, uh, almost exclusively. Uh, sorry, <laughs> who uh, get really jealous when they find out about this stuff yeah. or about this stuff, and yeah. a lot of it's like I've I've had the question asked like how do you get these things? Like how do you get productions? How do you? I'll be in talks with theaters all the time, and they'll be like, how how is that possible? And it's like, I'm do doing it. it every day. You do it. Every single day. hustle. You gotta do it every day. There's that... Mama need a house, baby. Mama need a shoes. house, girl. There's that uh, <laughs> photographer, Francesca Woodman. Uh, and, um... Her name's awesome. She's like... She killed herself in, like, the 80s, but she was alive then. Uh, a lot of... A lot of art, artists are fun people. But one thing that she said is that if you're not making a phone call every day about your art, then you're not doing it. Wow, and, like a phone call to somewhere that should yeah, be like a gallery and stuff. Like because back then it was different, you know. Yeah. So so that's I think that I kind of take that on where huh. I'm like I have to either right. be sitting down and writing or editing, or I have to be sending submissions cool. every single day. That's so cool, man. Gotta do one of them, y'all. Gotta I'm do that hustle. So, Keep hustling, everybody. I'm so glad you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you like reached out to me. This was so um, much fun. Thank you. Uh, I love your podcast. This was incredible. <laughs> I love that you love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's it's been really really cool to like be able to do this and like I feel like I always get to know the person I'm doing it with a little better. Like in a, right. even if it's just in a really specific way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that you're enjoying it and a lot of 
uh, at least a few other people that I talked to, uh, sure, are listening to it too. It's a delight. Um, feels awesome. That's good. So, you know how I close them all out. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> I say, uh, I love you and I mean that. Aww. <laughs> flaming red, flaming red, flaming red, flaming red, flaming red, flaming red.